What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Unplayable with a little bit more Star Wars Unlimited conversations. We've got a guest here in the house, Josh Massey, the organized play program manager. Nailed it. Josh, how are you doing, man? (laughs) Oh, I'm doing so good. Talking to you guys about, you know, Star Wars Unlimited, getting to play some Star Wars Unlimited last week. Like, I'm just still riding the high from the draft, let's be honest. Yep. I will say, watching that draft, you seemed, like, of the table, everyone was having fun, but I felt the joy, like, emanating (laughs) off of you. Like, every pack just felt special. Yeah, I mean, it was, and I can't talk about the things that I still couldn't play on the stream, (laughs) but, like, my deck was so much better than it appeared to be. Your but I had to leave those pretty cards good, out. Honestly, <laughs> it was super fun. I liked playing a healing I, I aggro deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So before we before we get into the nitty gritty or whatever, we got to talk a little bit just Star Wars in general because yeah. this is a Star Wars you know content. But I feel like you've kind of been pigeonholed into like being the Kanan Jarrus guy. Like yeah. you are just <laughs> you're the Kanan guy. But but I know there's more to Josh Massey than just Kanan Jarrus. So <laughs> no, there's not. So that's that's it. He has only seen Rebels. That's the only content Josh has ever seen. But what what's your like second favorite? What what's give us another character in Star Wars that you just really enjoy? It's a, you're not just the Kanan guy. You're also what? Right. So there are two that are my I would say my second favorite just depends on the day of the week. And He's it's say either the Wolf. It is not a loath wolf, but it should be. <laughs> but it is something rebels. Sabine Wren. She's okay. just she's an awesome character. Awesome. I mean, Mandalorians are great. Like I love the whole art thing behind her character and all that. But also, um, I gotta go with Obi Wan. So I I have Solid. a bit of a theme with you know two of the three favorites, the ones that are willing to do whatever it takes to protect those they love, right? And mm. that's that's kind of yeah. why Kanan and Obi Wan stand out that's like great. a sore thumb for me. That's awesome. Mm. When no, you picture Obi Wan, I think I asked somebody else this, but when oh, you yeah, picture Obi Wan in your mind, which actor do you picture? I mean, I'm an old that's fart. So, hard. so <laughs> for me, it is. But at the same time, like Ewan McGregor just he took just, the role yeah. and knocked it out of the park. So totally. I have to say Ewan McGregor. But as somebody who grew up on the originals, it is a tough decision. Mm. For sure. Yeah. I I don't know if I can think of another example of somebody who's like taken a role that already existed and just like completely elevated it like that. And yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's so good. So so Josh, we know that you're the organized play program manager. Just tell us a little bit more about like how you came to be the organized play program manager. That's a good question. So I mean, heck, it's, I was born on a snowy night. No, 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 not that far back. Um, we, we can start so, wherever you want. All right. No, it, it honestly, it started for me about 12 years ago was really when I started kicking off into OP and what OP is. So I started attending events for another game. And within two weeks time, decided that I could do it a little bit better than they did. Nice. That's a great so place to start with, anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Within a month, I was running events. I was living in Fargo, North Dakota at the time. And if you know anything about Fargo, so there are more cows than you can confirm that North Dakota humans. exists. It does exist. <laughs> I have been there. <laughs> I, but I, I was I, running I was events. Never sure. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I was running events up there in the middle of nowhere with 40 people showing up every week. Wow. 
Wow. So like OP just became this thing that I fell in love with. Um, mm -hmm. Through that, I started volunteering uh, for this company at their larger events and met my future boss. Did OP for four years before moving over to FFG and taking a management position and being able to help, you know, support on a little bit higher level. And heck, it's been five years now that I've been wow, here and it's been awesome. a roller coaster because obviously in the last five years we've had <laughs> yeah. COVID, which means no yeah, events. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think the, the first, the first time I think as uh, the, uh, you know, as people who have been introduced to you, I think the first time that we were was in context of Keyforge, And yeah. I, I mean that I'm sure did not go the way that it would have if COVID hadn't existed. So <laughs> nope, uh, not even close. <laughs> I mean, uh, we were right around the corner from our first world championships. Yeah, big. Oh, and then COVID yeah. hit and shut it all down. Man. Yeah. So how how did you transfer that sort of initial stuff that you'd worked on for Keyforge for Fantasy Flight into how you started thinking about the organized play for Star Wars Unlimited, which is expansive, and we're very very excited about it. I'm glad to hear that you're excited. Um, and I mean, like, I took some of it, obviously, like, for organized play, you expect to have store-level content, you expect to have tournaments, mm -hmm. but really, the games are so different, that was almost the extent of it, right? Mm -hmm. We're doing a lot of things differently, where Keyforge had a very different system with the Amber Shards and whatnot, that mm -hmm. people were able to earn and obtain and get invites through other means to the World Championships for that, like... There was a lot to it that is so different because the games themselves are different. The IPs are different. The fans are going to be different, right? So mm -hmm. for this game, it really is like from the ground up, obviously taking inspiration from other games that I've worked on, other programs I've been a part of, but really finding what I thought fit best for this game. And hearing that you guys like what we've come up with makes me feel good. Like I did an okay job at least. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're, we're pumped. It, I, I don't think I've been this excited for an organized play sort of system as a whole as for this game. So, I mean, you guys like really thought everything through and I mean, you guys, you, you probably had a lot of time, right? Like, I, I, is this the most amount of time that you've had to sort of develop a system from the ground up? So that probably... Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I started literally three weeks before Keyforge launched. And oh, wow. we were yeah. uh, working on that plan. I, that is that is yeah, all yeah. I will say is we were working on that plan wow. when I started. Wow. Yeah, yeah with amazing. this game, I mean, I just mentioned it recently, but like I started three weeks in. Mm -hmm. They were like just barely into development when they said, hey, this is the game these are the general ideas of what we want to accomplish. Go. Yeah. Are there some things that like you were able to do because of that, that you don't think you would have been otherwise? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in that amount of time, because I had this amount of time, I've been able to obviously bring Xander on board. Who's now changed positions. He's great. And you get to work very <laughs> closely with him. I think you probably work with him as much as I do. And that makes me a little bit jealous because <laughs> Xander's great. And then I've been able to hire Corey on my side and they're both like, when it comes to organized play, Xander, as a player, knows what he wants to see. And Corey, coming from another organized play program, knows what it's like on the other side. So just having mm -hmm. those people to kind of back up and fill in the gaps where there yeah. were maybe some things that I would have missed or wouldn't have thought about has just been great. And without this amount of time, I wouldn't have had those two people. I, I have to think of, like, you know, planning organized play for, for uh, other games, going into a pandemic working on this for as many years and now we we are uh, at this point you know less than two months from release 
like how how are you feeling right now just being this close to the release of the game is it nerves is it excitement is it well, you know g- give us a uh, you know a little glimpse into the mind of Josh Massey right now so there is there has to be an all of the above answer because <laughs> yeah. i am excited beyond belief like i i mean i've already ordered my product so I know what I'm getting, and it's no small amount. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited to be able to just track packs, complete my playset, and just start playing the game. Uh, so yeah, super excited for that. Obviously excited for OP to kick off in stores, because this has been my baby for the past three years. Mm-hmm. So excited for that. But also, I might not cry myself to sleep every single night, because I'm <laughs> freaking out that it's right around the corner. So, yeah, there's there's just a lot of every kind of emotion that I could feel. I am stoked beyond belief, but man, I feel like these past three years have not been enough time sometimes. I know it has, but in yeah. my mind, I'm just worried about <laughs> everything. Yeah. What, yeah. Any kind of creative endeavor, you kind of just have to, like, let it go at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it can never be done. It just has to be, like, you have to be okay with it, I guess. Yep. Yep, exactly. And I mean, just like with the game, there's room to grow. If there's something we missed, we fix it in a future season or in a future yeah, set absolutely. or whatever, right? Yeah, very cool. Well, Mike, is there any place you want to dive in first? Well, yeah, we've, 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 we've been diving. <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> swimming now. <laughs> we're swimming now. <laughs> Let's see. I know that we we just got off of the draft stream talking about yeah. how draft is going to work and looks amazing. I don't know how long we can go into this conversation, but we kind of all wanted to to talk about how that fits into organized play and at what levels we can expect to see draft. That is a Wait, well, to whatever extent question. you can tell us. <laughs> right, right. So, so what I can tell you is it is something that is not off the table. It's something obviously. I, I mean, we talked about it before we started recording. I love draft. Drafting this game and playing on that stream was spectacular. So Mm. it's definitely something that is a possibility. It is an option, always an option. But just like with the game and what we're doing with OP, we are starting in a place intending to grow. So what I will tell you is out the gate, we're not going to have draft and sealed competitive play. But that doesn't mean that that isn't going to change in the potentially even near future. Mm. Sure. Cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like you're you're pretty responsive to what the community wants, which is great. So yeah, I imagine if you hear a bunch of people asking for it, probably pretty safe to assume that we'll get it at some point. Definitely. Yeah. Right what, what do you think is uh, as you think about Star Wars Unlimited organized play? What are the distinctives you feel like? I mean, obviously, you know, we've all played lots of games. You mentioned even just you know you work on organized play for multiple games. There are some similarities what do you feel like is distinctive about your approach like what is there anything that you say like this is really unique to what we're doing that you're really proud of i would have to say what we're doing at the store level so for obviously you guys have seen it but for those that are watching this that have seen the c3op logo our first c is connect right we really want to focus on that connection at that local level because that's where most players are going to engage with the game right like We all love the competitive side of things. And I say that because it's true, but that is such a small portion of our player base that, yes, we want to support them, but we also need to support everybody else who's engaging with the game. So with what we're doing for weekly play and those three-card booster packs with the rarities and the like foil cards, one in every three packs, like I feel like we're doing something that 
I've never been able to do before and haven't really seen before through other mm. companies. Yeah. So that's what I'm most excited about. But other than that, uh, what we're doing for the competitive structure that I really love is that we have the three different qualifiers, right? The planetary, the sector, and the regionals that don't necessarily feed to one another, but all feed into that galactic championship. So Big what life. that does is it provides an opportunity for a store to have a player win that planetary qualifier and they know that their player is going to the big show, right? Mm. And I just, yeah, I think that that's cool. a super cool and fairly unique thing because not a lot of other people do that or have a structure where the store level feeds up that far. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, good. That, that's super cool. I would say that the connect element of it is probably the one that I'm most excited about as well because, yeah, I just feel like that often gets neglected and usually so much of the focus is is put towards the hyper competitive players which mm-hmm. I, I think is also important um, of course and I, I i enjoy competing but i don't always enjoy some of the i don't, I don't want to say downsides but just like some of the the things that come along with being super competitive mm-hmm. uh so my my what i get the most joy out of is just going to like the local store and playing with people for a few hours and that yeah. i find super fun so yeah. i'm excited to see how that all shakes out nice do you have yeah. thoughts on on like the so the the store showdowns where like there is some prizing for part um well participation obviously but there's also some prizing for placement like how 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 do you see stores balancing the sort of i don't really like the word casual but like the casual sort of nature of that type of event along with people who are just kind of going to be tryhards and Right. <laughs> gonna try, you know, to take it super seriously to, to get yeah. whatever those prizes are. So that's a difficult question because every store is different. Sure. And I know that every store is different. We're like, we're trying to build a program that if people follow it, will be uniform across the board. But I know that that's not always going to happen, right? There are going to be some stores that are the competitive stores and they're going to treat it the way they want to treat it. Sure. And it is going to be a competitive event. And if I show up to it with my Hera deck, which I don't <laughs> care if you think she's going to be good or not, I'm running my Hera deck because I love it. <laughs> oh, I know it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if I show up with a deck that maybe is more thematic and less competitive, I'm not going to have a good time at that store. But that's okay because every store knows their community best, right? Sure. So. Mm. Obviously, the general store, if they are following through with what we're doing, like it is supposed to feel a little more lighthearted. That's why Mm -hmm. the booster product that comes with this OP kit is intended to be more door prize, like drawings every round, raffles, things like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not just, okay. well, I didn't play well in this tournament. I don't get anything cool. There's always that opportunity to get something fun and something unique. And then obviously, again, stores are going to do their own thing they might provide their own prizing. And whether they do that more for those top-tier players or for those people who, you know, didn't win a game but were the most enthusiastic about being there, right? Yeah. They can yeah. they can provide that how they see fit. But the goal is to really just have people feel excited to be in the room and engaging with a game that they love. Yeah. That, it, that just sparked a memory that I have that I didn't remember at all, which was I went to an event. I'm pretty sure it was a Star Wars Destiny event back in the day. And as an alternate form of prizing, 
they would have you at the end sort of like, I don't know if it was like give your opponent a score or something like that, but there was basically a like best opponent. Oh, okay. Like winner <laughs> where it was like, okay, who was the most fun person to play against? Oh, and I thought that was I so like fun. That. <laughs> I won that, obviously. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but I just you won that. But how well did you do in the tournament? Oh, probably not well. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a bad memory for just... Like true. competitive games that. in general. I don't, I barely remember what I played for like world championships. I could not tell you who I played against or what decks I played against, what decks I won against or lost against. Yeah. Like, that's right. not the thing that I care about so much. Mm -hmm. I want to have a good time playing against yeah. the person that's crashing. Absolutely. Me. Yeah. That's nice. what I'm in it for. Uh, I, so for I, I do like competing and I like winning, but <laughs> I would rather, I would rather lose a game that I'm having fun than win a game that I'm not having fun. Yeah. Agreed. Right. Put it that way. <laughs> all right. Before this gets too mushy, all right, Mike. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the, me, us trying. Are you talking about myself winning, winning things? <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, so in one of your live streams, if someone's watching this, if you have not watched Josh and Xander break down the competitive organized play, go back and watch that video because there's a lot of great information in there. We won't rehash all of that in this because it already exists. But you talk about earning tournament points, yes. and you kind of reference how, like, okay. You go to a planetary qualifier, sector qualifier. Maybe you're, you're not winning everything, but by showing up, by competing, you might win some points. It might not be a lot, but you'll, you know, at least have an opportunity to get a galactic championship invite just by being around. So I, I love that kind of system that talks about tournament points and, and earning because I feel like it gives you something like a way to enjoy the game when you're not playing the game. Like you're, you're right. kind of watching like, oh, I've got whatever amount of points. And if I go to this event, I could... Earned, I got to get in at least eighth place and then I'll get this amount of points yep. or whatever. So should we should we expect like you guys to play around with some of that points as far as like a leaderboard or achievement stuff or like will we be able to see like, oh, OK, what's going on with, you know, California and is Mike Rudin actually as good of a player as he says he is? Out <laughs> Certainly <in> not. <laughs> yeah, so I can't get too deep into the weeds right now. But we are going to be talking more about the website soon on our side of things. And that is definitely something that will exist. There will be a leaderboard so that people can see how well they're doing in comparison to the rest of the world. And yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I can't really dive too deep into it now. But there definitely is more information to come That's on fine. how that leaderboard's going to work. As long as I can get like leaderboards a... there might be. Oh, Ooh. see, okay, Ooh. all right. That's a cool tease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as I can see numerically how much better I am than Mike <laughs> this, at this different fits times of your personality, you know. so much, David. <laughs> well, I, I think that this is actually great that we're having this conversation because, as the guy with access to the back end, I can make sure Mike is always above you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's just some numerical value you have to put in the system where yeah, Mike is always, always minus one. one. Like the, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That is so good. We'll I'm so glad we did this. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you, Mike. That's so good. That's so good. Let's let's talk about, you know, the culture of organized play. As you as you think like really kind of twenty thousand feet level, what you know, are do you have any like hopes or dreams for organized play in Star Wars Unlimited? Is there you know, can you give us a peek into some of that like I don't know if we need to get into like numbers of what that looks like at Galactic Championships or anything like that, but just is there anything from your perspective like this is what we're chasing that we can kinda come alongside and keep casting that vision too? Yeah. The thing that I want the most is for people to walk out the door, whether they're a competitive player or not, and 
have just had the best weekend of their life. I just want goal. people to enjoy themselves when they're in the venue. So I know I talked about it a bit on the competitive side of things, but like we're going to have a prize wall. We're going to have side events at every single one of our large events. And I just want people to have fun. If you're not doing well in the main event, there are going to be plenty of things to keep you busy and to keep you pulling in more prizes and things from that prize wall. That, you hear that, Mike? If you're not doing uh, well, you can, <laughs> you can base. I can get, I can get my, my chair, my uh, theoretical Emperor Palpatine throne room chair. Oh, Emperor you know, Palpatine's I, throne. <laughs> you, you don't say I anything. I am not at liberty like, to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's really my goal. Like, no matter where people are, what level they are, whether it's just hanging out at a store or going and playing at the Galactic Championship, I just want people to be having fun, right? I I love competing, like you, Mike. I'm not great at it necessarily, but I enjoy it. But, like, there, there has to be a level, even for those competitive players that just care about winning, where mm-hmm. they're still having a good time. Of course. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we want to try to hit that. We want to find that for everybody. And that's why we're doing things the way that we're doing things and providing those experiences for everybody. And even at the biggest tournament of the year, if you don't make it past day one at the Galactic Championship, you can play in another competitive event because there's one the next day. Yeah. Right? Mm, that, and if that's what that's you great. do to have fun, that's what you can do. So that's my that's goal. Awesome. That's so awesome. Good. Talk to us about the, the roadshow that's that's happening. I mean, that's sort of like uh, the big news circulating all the discords and events mm-hmm. are starting to be scheduled. In fact, there was one that was posted near me, I think, and they, they opened up reser- you know Reserve Your Spot, and I think it was completely booked up in less than an hour and it's during the super bowl like so it's like to me (laughs) i'm like holy cow like people are just ready to go so where where did that where did that idea kind of generate from and and what are you kind of hoping to accomplish through that yeah so i mean i won't be able to give you all the details on it because this is an asthma day initiative so all of the different distribution units that we have globally are doing something along these lines so a lot of this show is being put on by asthma day usa and the marketing side and the sales side over there, and they're all rock stars. I've been talking to them about it for a while. So um, I do have some of the details, but I mean, they're knocking it out of the park, right? Like, I mean, Mm. obviously they're getting stores set up. They're working with a really good group to make sure that we have national coverage so that people everywhere are going to be able to play the game. And I mean... It's just getting more hands on it. And that is the important thing here, right? Like we can, we can do live streams all day, every day, but the, the guy who only shows up to this one store cause it's his favorite place and doesn't care to watch any of those live streams is going to have no idea that this game even exists. Hmm. This is just creating that opportunity for stores to do something fun for their communities before the game is even out and before the pre-releases kick off. I love that. This is something I've been curious about, but you mentioned it, and then Mike started talking about something else, so we, we, I'm coming back to it. I'm, but right. uh, the the little three-card booster packs in the weekly oh, play yeah, please. Let's talk stuff. More about those. <laughs> like, like, when I saw that, I, I just literally I just got so excited because, I mean, obviously with a game like this, one of the most fun things is cracking packs and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and going through, like, what did I get? And the fact that it's like I can show up with a deck – and it's like, okay, I've, I've already bought, you know, if you're Mike, you've already bought a California size worth of product from his local store, <laughs> you know, so buying a single pack is like, well, I have, you know, about a, well, I won't get into numbers here, Mike, but uh, the fact that I could win something open and there's uh, these 
these cards. Tell, tell the people if they if they haven't been following what are in those three card booster packs. Yeah, so we have an assortment of twenty different cards from the set. Within those twenty cards, we have it's a little different, little different than fifty-fifty. I'm not going to give you the exact numbers now. Sure, but we have two slots of that three card pack that will be the OP commons. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're commons from the set. Mm-hmm. It just means that they're going to be two out of three of the cards, so they're going to be more common in these packs. And then we're going to have one rare in every pack. Every single card in the pack will have a unique frame to some extent, right? Mm. All of the starter exclusive cards that aren't Luke and Vader, because those are our event exclusives that you both already have. Um, (laughs) All of those cards will be obtainable in hyperspace, which will not be possible any other way. Mm. And then we'll have our OP frame, which we've showed off on other live streams. I'm sure you can pull something up to show everybody if you want. Down or Sabine, I think we've seen. Yep. Yep, but yeah, they'll all have that OP frame, which uses the aspect colors to really kind of pull everything together. Mm. And then all of the rare cards are going to have a unique art piece. And the cool thing with this art piece that we have done is essentially we've used the same art brief that was used for the product Mm -hmm. and given it to an artist with a very different style or a different technique. That's super cool. So they will all be very reminiscent of each other. You'll be like, oh, I know that. I know that card, but something's off, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's a yeah, that's a really we, cool way to do that. Because yeah, I yeah. I was very excited when we got approved to do that because yeah, that's awesome. Doing op art in the past has not been like this. <laughs> so that's cool. You so, know, I'm yeah, looking I'm at stoked for that. I'm I'm looking at the the Bosk uh, uh-huh, version of uh-huh. it, and that I did wonder. I was like, oh, it's like it, it, my first instinct was like. Wait, is that that's not the original? But it felt like it was the original. It's like similar. And <laughs> so the fact that you said, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're right!" And uh, so cool. and, and immediately I saw this. Like, I need this. I need this in my deck. I need. Oh. I just need every copy of every. Yeah. Have you seen the the size of a binder that Mike picked up for this game? I mean, it's <laughs> it's like I mean, it's it's it literally holds to fit one, every type of card. Mm. One thousand and thirty two cards. Oh. I thought this was a big binder. No, yours is. <laughs> Holy jeez. Okay. Here, let, let me, I'll be right back. Uh, some people yeah. uh, who have watched this have already seen this, but I have to yeah. show it off. The, the, the funny part was he, well, he got it, and then he realized even as big as it was, it's still not big enough even for set one. <laughs> so he's like, right, I have to order doing, a bigger binder. If you're doing standard and foil. Yeah. And hyperspace yeah. and hyperspace yeah. foil. That, yeah. When did you, you show this insane, off on? So that's my plan. Uh, I I don't remember which which video we showed uh, it off on, but I, it was one of our podcast episodes. I think I don't I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's I, I wish I here here's my, is my it thirty-two a five ounce by water three? bottle. <laughs> like mine is a three by four. Is that a five by? Uh, I believe so. Uh, let me open it. it is. is it five by four? <laughs> Uh, it's it's four by four. So four by four. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, mine's yeah. only a four by three. That thing is a monster. <laughs> yeah. It's quite large. Yes. <laughs> Josh, this is this is this is, I'm offering this free of charge, but a great OP prize wall uh, op- offering for Mike Rudin. <laughs> yeah, gigantic. Just like a life size binder, <laughs> right? Like the size of uh, Mike Rudin for all future sets. I'm I'll not our so friends at Game Genetic. We'll easy. make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm the psychopath that's gonna try and get every yep. version of every card in that binder yeah Ho- hopefully we'll, we'll be documenting the journey on our on our channel and we'll, we'll nice. see how that goes yeah nice so uh you guys have been pretty close to the chest with like these alternate 
OP cards. And I think you said like specifically like, hey, you're not going to see all of them before. We've seen you know the A Wing, we've mm. seen Sabine. I think Takedown and uh, the Bosk. But but that's it. There's a lot of cards that we haven't seen. We don't even know are they, exist. Are they, are they going to be secrets until people start opening those packs? Or are we going to know ahead of time? So uh, we will be doing a weekly play specific live stream before the game launches. Mm-hmm. And we'll be cracking some of those packs. Okay, open. right. On. So you'll get to cool. see more. Probably yeah. not everything. Okay, but you will definitely That's get exciting. to see more. Yeah, I, mean, yes. I, I like a I like a good mystery, a good surprise. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I Let's mean, set wise, that that mystery is going to be long gone by the time <laughs> even pre-release sure. happens, right? I'm sure. Yeah. So I want to <laughs> yep. keep a little bit of mystery with OP at least. For sure. Yeah, makes sense. Yep. You mentioned. I mean, I don't know if you can talk about this, but you mentioned that. The starter deck hyperspace cards will be in those packs. Mm-hmm. Will there be the opportunity to get hyperspace foil starter cards in those packs as well, or is that those, something different? They're commons. So okay. if there is a hyperspace foil version, it'll just have to be at something in the future that okay. we won't all right. talk about right now. All right. I will not read into that uh, at all. <laughs> David, David's about to die. Yeah, let's not have David die. <laughs> I, I inhaled my coffee at the wrong time when I was like, <laughs> <gasps> uh, but I'm I'm alive and I'm good. That's I think inhaling exciting. your coffee at any time is probably a bad <laughs> is, choice. Yeah, probably the yes. wrong time. <laughs> yes. Okay, you've talked about your kind of new tournament software and you kind of mentioned briefly some, some things like, hey, being able to run a tournament software offline so that you're not dealing with conference uh, inability to connect to the internet. Is there anything you can share about that with us for those who are interested? Not a whole lot of details yet because stores don't have it in hand yet. Um, But what I can say is that stores are going to be set up through the website as tournament organizers. Through that, they're going to have access to a download for the tournament software. And the tournament software is going to be something that we want to make sure that by the time competitive events are running, players will be able to have their results uploaded to the website. So that those tournament points that Mike will always have one more than you in (laughs) will be uploaded to the site and be accurate based on the event they're running. So we wanted to make sure that there was no manual process when it comes to the stores, getting players points added because there's always the potential for human error. Right. So with this, it just uploads and lives over on the other side on the website, but I can't give you too many more details other than the fact that it's, it's tournament software. It's going to let you run your events. It's going to give you the right number of rounds based on your attendees, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're talking to some guys who do a lot of content on YouTube and tournament coverage and stuff like that. So we're always interested in live streaming and, you know, being able to follow things and report on things. So you've seen, you have seemed pretty favorable and excited about live streaming because it, I mean, there's, it sounds like there's just going to be so many events we can't even track all of them, but it sounded like that was something you were very interested in. You know, what, what are your feelings toward live streaming events versus saying you just had to be there to experience it? And, and how do you balance that too? Right. So in my opinion, the, you had to be there just doesn't work. Right. I want people to be able to experience the event, no matter where they are. If Mm. you are the player that hits 95% of the events in the year, but you have some, I don't know, terrible family obligation or something that you really don't want to do, but you have to be at and you miss a tournament, I still want you to be able to experience it, right? One of the things that we really want to do with this game is make sure that people who love the game can also love a player, 
right? And if you're mm. not at any of these events, you don't know these players. You don't know any of the people that are there competing. And there, there's always some kind of journey or story with every player in the room, right? Yeah. How, Being I, able to help tell those stories is important through live streaming. That's fascinating. How, how do you plan on highlighting those in, like, higher level organized play? Can you talk about that at all? Uh, I mean... Not too deep, but obviously, like, we're going to have players that are doing well initially mm-hmm. in the tournament scene. And talking to and interviewing those players is a place to start. Awesome. And yeah. that's all I can get into now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. I, I saw a really great thread on Twitter recently that talked a lot about organized play in a different card game, but basically kind of made the point that what players are actually after is sort of prestige and... I don't know the best way to frame it. It's not like attention, but it's like, you know, to, to be known as a player who's either good at making decks or good at playing or whatever, they kind of want to be, you know, that that is, is one of the most important parts of being sort of a competitive player. And one of the things that like competitive players are really attracted to is sort of yeah. getting to mm-hmm. show off their own skill and or creativity through organized play live streams and, you know, like deck text and that yep. kind of thing. Yep. Um, so yeah, do you, yeah. do you have any any thoughts on on that stuff? Well, I mean, it builds a level of trust with those players like you were saying, right? So, if if we as a company are talking to a player because they're one of the good players and people see that, they're going to seek that player out. Right? Like mm-hmm. other games that I have and potentially still do follow, <laughs> like there are players that everybody knows right. and they know that if they go and follow their content whether it's on socials or whatever, that they're going to find something cool. Maybe it's a new tech when they're building their deck. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a just a new component that they're super excited about, and they're just theory crafting what can happen with it, right? Because as we all know, I mean, we're talking a ton about set one here. Oh, yeah. But this is nowhere near the end, right? There For are sure. going to be new things added with every set, whether it's just, you know, new text on cards because this character needs to feel different, or even new mechanics, right? We've got so much room to grow, having these players be some of those front facing people to say, this is why I'm excited about it is awesome for us and for them. Awesome. I do love those, uh, the, like the two day tournaments where like night one ends and then everyone hops on discord and all the things. And they're like, can you yeah, believe that? Look at all the know, deck lists. Like and... 29% <laughs> of people are playing Han Solo. Like that's insane. You know, right? and then you get the, again, I, I think some of the beauty of these games is when you can enjoy the game when you're not playing the game. Because the percentage of, like, the time you actually spend playing the game is usually far less than, like, you know, the time you're just talking about the game. At least it is in my experience. But I mean, if you're if you're hardcore sort of card gamers like we are, not in terms of how seriously you take it, but just in terms of how much space it takes up in your brain. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, we're always hungry for that kind of stuff. And I'm sure we're both thinking about this game a lot more than uh, we should be i don't i don't know if that's right mm-hmm. but we i i think about this game a lot i wake up and i like have dreams about this game just because <laughs> it's such a good game and i'm just like i don't know my, my subconscious is constantly going on various elements of it i also so dream good. about this game and it's not just because i love it but also because it's what i do for eight hours a day yeah. but <laughs> yeah is there anything that we haven't asked you that you think we should ask you Ooh. Anything I mean, there are a lot of things that, like... that I wish you could ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could ask them, but you probably wouldn't be able to talk about them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. No, there there will be a lot more things I can talk about later. But I think as of right now, without giving out too many details that will get me in trouble, 
I think this is probably a good spot. Awesome. All right. Cool. Well, well, we'll have to have you back in the future when you can talk about all that stuff so we can yes. get your take on all of all of the things that we don't yet know. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, I wanna... Maybe after all those weekly play packs get cracked, I'll just jump on your go. show and yeah, show off all the rest more. of them. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That'd we be would sweet. love that. Yeah, because I, I know people, there, there's so many things like judge program and Mm-hmm. Uh, and invites and and prize wall and stuff that I think people want to know, but obviously it's just, what, it's just that's too what early. Most it's, that's and it. that's yep. okay. When it's, it's all too early. coming, when you can send worry. me an image of all the things that, are, that I can get on the prize wall and how many points each of those things are, <laughs> that I'll, I'll be I'll be eating good that day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, what I will have to do because I'm always giving you one more point than D House. <laughs> Yeah, so all of your prize wall costs will be one more than <laughs> yes. everybody else's. Oh, okay. Wow. okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. It's a consolation prize, but I'll take I can, it. I can live with it. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll wrap things up for us for now. Josh, we'll have to have you back on the show as soon as, uh, you know, it makes sense. But, man, I mean, from from us to, to you guys, it's very clear how much work you're you're putting into this. And we could not be more excited for, for Star Wars Unlimited and everything that means for us, our lives, not just the channel, but even just personally and the friends we're going to make along the way. So thanks, yeah. for, thanks for doing what you do. Absolutely. I'm excited. Well, thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.